Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are doing a commission episode. We are discussing backstory. Mmm, backstory, you say. What you say. <laughs> right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Hey, buddy. Uh, so as, as many of you know, we have a Patreon and one of our patrons has been with us a while here. Thomas McNeil, uh, commissioned, he sent us a few episode ideas. So, uh, we kind of took it and ran he had one of his ideas and ran with it, uh, as anybody at the $3 level gets to, uh, commission an episode. So you want to read his episode commission here? All right. This email says, we share a love for the connectivity of the MCU. One of my favorite scenes is the opening of Ant-Man, where we get to see Hank Pym interact with Howard Stark and Agent Carter. I love when they fill in backstories, even if it's just one scene. I'm excited to see how far back the Black Widow movie will go with flashbacks. And Captain Marvel did an okay job filling in some of Nick Fury's story. I know the Fantastic Four and the X-Men offer a lot of potential of backfilling some more stories, especially if the Fantastic Four starts in the 1960s. They could interact with Black Panther, Howard Stark, Peggy Carter, Hank Pym, etc. But what other potential MCU characters in Phase 4 or 5 and 6 would you like to see have flashback scenes or even be set in the past? Do you want scenes with Captain America, Iron Man, or smaller characters to add more depth? Sweet. Um, so uh, we both just took this idea and ran with it and gave our pitches. So here's what we're going to do today. We're going to take, uh, we're each going to present two sort of pitches for uh, Marvel movies or shows. You could do it either way, I guess. Um, like this could be our next Disney Plus series. You know? <laughs> oh, crap. I forgot to take into account this could be a series. Oh, yeah. This could be a series. Um, so uh, I really uh, so what we're going to do is we're gonna each going to present our sort of ideas for uh, for some ba- a backstory filler, either movie or uh, or series. Uh, and, and I think uh, they do kind of include some of the he, he ran through pretty much all of the historical characters in the MCU. So I am, I think we're, we use some of the ones that he mentioned, but uh, uh, maybe all of the ones he mentioned, <laughs> but I tried to give it a little frame, a little bit of like how you could tell the story. So, all right. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want me to go first there, Jeff? Um, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, go for it. So, all right. So high heels clack on the concrete. The jet lag has the woman feeling out of time. She finally emerges to see a scene she never wanted to see. Howard, will you please ask all of those young women to put their tops on? I thought we had business. So this is the real Agent Carter story, right? Yeah. The actual founding of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to see this. I want to see the actual founding of S.H.I.E.L.D. You know, we want the the origins of Ant-Man, you know, where uh, Dr. Hank Pym came from. We want to see the the drama, the fallout, the the uh, the the actual building of the relationship with with Anton Vanko, 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 however you want to pronounce his name. Uh, I want to see the dance with Steve coming into play. Does she spend, you know, years with him? Do they live a life together? 
We we assume that they did based on the end of Endgame, but I want to see that happen. Then that could even lead into like a a, a proto Avengers team with her under a suit and or you know him under a suit or you know anything that's like like a secret Avengers you know hidden in the background kind of helping to to solve things throughout time or even just to uh, you know just to to kind of guide things on the right path. I, I would be there all day for that. Absolutely. <laughs> I would like to see that. Oh, man. Think of that as a series. Mm-hmm. Oh, I am. Where every episode they jump forward some number of years. Yeah. To like the next event. Like a different decade told series in each episode or just like, yeah, yes, different, different major events. Uh, yeah, that'd be super rad. Just more old people make up on each episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that sounds awesome. That's a great idea. I love it. Um, and, and just, I want to see more of, I want to see more of Hank Pym. Like we saw the sort of like degradation of their relationship at the end of Agent Carter, but I want to see like, how did they meet? Uh, what really did shield look like once it was actually shield? And like, I, I totally imagine, uh, Agent Carter being like the black widow sort of, you know, the, the woman without powers, but with all the skill sets of like a proto Avengers team, you know? Yeah, I yeah, love it. Absolutely, I love it, man. Good, good call. <laughs> so, what's yours? What's your first one? All right, my first one. Here we go. <clears throat> do this. Let's do uh, that. Uh, um, dramatic reading. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> A young boy looks up at his father's. At, <clears throat> sorry, I'm bad at reading. Take, take your time. Bad at reading my own stuff. That, <laughs> that, this is why you do most of the reading on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is I, I wrote this down and I can't say it out loud. Uh, okay, here we go. <clears throat> a young boy looks up at his father confused. He's never been allowed this far from home. And in this place, his dad is dressed very strange and acting very differently from the regal man he'd always known. Then he looks up to see who his dad is there to meet. It is the first white man he's ever seen in person. The man reaches out his hand and says, Howard. T'Chaka's father pretends not to understand the man. His father continues to not understand English as he makes a trade with the man. As they leave, T'Chaka says, Father, I thought we stayed out of the affairs of those beyond our borders. The king says, Some fights are worth getting involved in. Ooh, yeah. I like it. Where where that original sample came from. Exactly. But the original shield. Exactly. That's exactly right. So uh he 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 still puts on the ruse. He doesn't let Howard know about Wakanda, but he like intentionally provides the vibranium uh for Cap Shield, or to be used however this very smart man can do, because he's basically coming in on the side of the Allies in World War II. Um, yeah, and uh, exactly. and fighting fighting the Nazis basically. So, so what I what I love about this is it could uh, like it tells the story of T'Chaka from a child and how his father had like some connection to the outside world and thought they should get involved in some places even though it was against their ways, you know. But and T'Chaka thought that as a child, and so as a young man, he reaches out to the outside world to help in some fight that he thinks is worth it and meets a young man named Claw. And they become friends and he like actually lets Claw in to know the truth about their world. But then of course Claw is Claw and betrays him. And yeah. I, I, I love the idea of like basically reverse Black Panther, like young T'Chaka thinks 
like where all of that fear and sort of like uh, xenophobia, as it were, uh, uh, that they have comes from. And, and, and just really see him like as the king, trust people, get betrayed, have to deal with the consequences. And I love the idea of him being about the age he was at the beginning of Black Panther when all this goes down. So you could get Sterling K. Brown back uh, as his brother. Um, yeah, I would just yeah. I think it sounds like a really fun uh, sort of just exactly what we got with Black Panther of him, like learning the lesson that. He needs to reach out to the world that he's strong enough to reach out to the world. But in this story, it's like the failure of that and him learning that he shouldn't. He needs to yeah. teach his son to do the opposite. And then he does. And then we get we get we get the Wakanda that we get at the beginning of Black Panther. So we start off this uh, this movie or series. Um, oh, man. I, I want it to be a series now. Right. Because um, <laughs> I want everything to be a series because I just want hours and hours of everything. <laughs> <laughs> so first episode is, you know, the origin of the original sample, the original shield. And then he grows up and they do occasionally get involved in these like giant wars, these giant conflicts. Like, um, you know, the, the, uh, they get involved in like the Vietnam war. Yeah. I, was, uh, I thought about Vietnam. I don't know what would make them think what, what would make to I guess T'Chaka could be misled into thinking that's a war worth getting involved in, but that would work really well with the theme of him, like making that mistake, just like America maybe made a mistake there, you know, yes. Uh, yes. The, the, like learning that lesson juxtaposing the lesson T'Chaka is learning with the lesson America is learning. You know what I mean? Like that could be an interesting, uh, Yep, interesting thing to do there. I like that a lot. The uh, the the problem with uh, going that far back uh, and like focusing on that throughout the series would be that Claw would be way too young. Oh, oh uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure how it, how how old Claw was at a, but I was yeah. thinking like a, you know if 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 say he's forty when all this happens, like T'Chaka maybe forty when all this happens then like Claw could be like a 20 year old man or something. And maybe it's, who knows, maybe it's Claw's father or whatever. Claw was definitely old, a little older than um, T'Challa was. So like I was thinking he's somewhere in between T'Chaka and T'Challa's age or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I, I would say he's a little bit younger than, uh, than T'Chaka, but he's definitely older by a, a good amount than T'Challa. Um, yeah, so that's what I was thinking. Uh, he's he's at least somewhere close. If he's a good bit older than T'Challa, he's at least within range of being friends with his father. You know, yeah. Who knows what that root does your age does to your aging though? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> There's all kinds of. I got some headcanon for you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What if what if uh, there was like a um, like what if it was in the 80s and there was the the Cold War going on? Mm, yeah. Or like the you know toward the end of the Cold War. Ooh, and then you get Wakandan soldiers fighting against uh like Red Room people. Ooh, <laughs> like Red, oh my God. Red, Red Guardian versus T'Chaka. <laughs> 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 and that no oh, and that's how uh, that's how. Uh, Freaking! What's damn it, uh, Taskmaster? That's how Taskmaster sees the uh, the claws and that oh, fighting style. Oh yeah, like that's oh I like it. I like because, it because 
you know, the, the movie, the Black Widow movie is set between uh, Civil War and Infinity War. So we never saw uh, T'Challa do the, you know, the cross arms claw thing. And there wasn't, you know, there weren't cameras in, in Infinity War in that final battle or whatever. Um, so, you know, the, the crossed arms claw extension looking all cool and, and stuff mm-hmm. could definitely come from T'Chaka. That would be awesome. That would be in awesome. In this series. All right. I like it. That's, a, that's, that's, that's my second idea. Um, I like we, it. Or that's my, I'm sorry. That's my first idea. That's what I'm talking about. Um, that was the second I idea. I meant to say, what is your second idea? <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I didn't set a scene. This is, I, I fleshed out a movie. Okay. For sweet. the most part. I like except it. for, you know, except for uh, an ending, uh, you know, emotional throwdown. It's a tough story. It's a tough story to sell. Uh, I'm worried. So. Don't make right. me cry, Jeff. It's okay. No, it's okay. The X-Men haven't made their way into the MCU yet, but mm. there are characters who have a lot of history throughout the Marvel verse. Um, one of which is Nathaniel Essex. Uh, anybody who is a comics fan will know Nathaniel Essex is the alter ego of Mr. Sinister, who has a long history with Cyclops. So Cyclops as a young child was pushed out of a plane with his brother, given they were both given the last parachute in the plane as the plane was going down. And they are the only survivors of that plane crash uh, where their parents were both assumed to have died. Uh, and then they got separated in the U.S. foster care system, which, you know, is, as we know, is just amazing, right? Um, so they got separated in the foster system, and they had to grow up separately. Uh, Scott Summers ends up in an orphanage in Nebraska run by Nathaniel Essex, uh, who is constantly experimenting on these orphans. Uh, but Cyclops is the one, or sorry, Scott Summers is the one that they, the orphans all turn to as kind of their uh, sort of leader within yeah, of you know, among the orphans, right? He's a natural leader. Natural leader there. Right, exactly. So eventually he does, like he, he I, I don't want to say he gets fed up with it, but like he eventually does escape to New York uh, at around 17 and he's taken in by Xavier, wherein he meets Jean Grey and has a budding romance begin. But this was all part of Nathaniel Essex's plan, and Essex follows him, obsessed with him, and making sure that he and Jean Grey have a relationship. He then takes, uh, in, in a, I, I had it in my head as a mall situation, but he takes Jean Grey hostage uh, in, a, in a mall, maybe knocks her out with um, uh, a dart of some sort, an unknown poison dart to knock her out or whatever, or uh, she becomes unconscious in some way and she gets carted off in a um, in an ambulance that Essex is in control of and he takes her to his facility. So he is now, you know, the this sinister, pun intended, villain mm-hmm. <laughs> um, who has, you know, the, the, the romantic interest hostage you know, forcing our, our hero to come and, and fight in some way. Uh, and that's, that's the ending part that I haven't fleshed out yet. Um, that's more for writers, but <laughs> the, in the, in the comics, Nathaniel Essex was born in the 18 or like before around the early 1800s. And he was a contemporary of Charles Darwin, but he made a deal with apocalypse 
and eventually got given power that is immortality and various other things, you know, energy projection, you know, the the whole gamut of normal X-Men stuff. Uh, But he's immortal, and he was stopped in a plot by a time-traveling Cyclops and Jean Grey, (laughs) and since then has been obsessed with that family line. Hmm. And he has a secret plan to try to stop or to, to try to kill Apocalypse, but the crux of that plan relies on Cable, who is a descendant of Cyclops and a clone of Jean Grey. So he takes Jean Grey hostage and keeps her DNA so that he can clone Jean Grey and eventually fuck with Cyclops some more. Wow. Is that is that all from comics or is this all yeah. like okay. most of it's from comics? Most the, of that's from comics. Okay, I like it. The taking her hostage thing that I I don't believe that that happened in comics, but um and you know and and everything leading up to that was based on comic stuff, but could easily be fleshed out into a you know a, into a sure. movie form. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, so I I kind of feel like it cheated by bringing the X Men into this, but we'll say sorry. I will say <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a good point that like. Uh, for these sort of backstory movies, why not make it a bunch of X-Men stories? You know, you could, you could also tie in all these MCU characters by bringing in a lot of that X-Men stuff and then just tying it to like previous MCU stuff that was going on. The problem is we only have a few temple characters currently in the, in the backstory of the MCU, you know, and they used fury pretty well in, in uh, Captain Marvel. And then it's like Hank Pym, Janet Van Dyne, Captain uh, Agent Carter, uh, Howard Stark, and then like who else really is there? Uh, I mean, obviously, we just talked about T'Chaka and T'Challa. Um, that's yep. another one. But yeah, it's like it, the, the MCU is very thin at that point. But by, by bringing in a lot of the uh, Fox uh, characters, you know, that we've just gotten back, like they could do a lot of fleshing out of that time and that era in the universe. One of the uh, one of the interesting things about Nathaniel Essex is that he was uh, he was a scientist for Hitler, so oh. it would be really easy to stick him in there. Yeah, uh, you know, dealing with um, you know maybe the the genetics division, you know, trying to make yeah. that perfect Aryan soldier. I I love the idea of a sinister like bumping into a Red Skull like in, in the yeah. MCU, you know. And think if it was, think if it was somebody like uh, a really like charismatic, creepy guy, like uh, Jeremy Irons doing that part. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like that could really go places. I I see like Cillian Murphy, maybe. I don't know. Mm. Just like maybe that was a thin face, creepy guy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I could definitely see Cillian Murphy doing that. Anyway, uh, let's yeah, should I go sorry. on my last one? All right, my second yeah, one. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> Here we go. So these are a lot of fun, but they're also like the most work we ever do for the podcast because we're like writing a whole story. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I mentioned uh, I, I mention all the time how slow of a reader I am. I'm an even slower writer uh, coming up with sentences. So and then I then I got to read them. So this is this is a real this is a this is a lot. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm good at, you know, bullshitting and talking for hours. I'm not so good at actually writing things down and reading them. <laughs> Maybe if you did it as a song. Mm, that I do. That I do. I wonder I wonder if there's something there. Like in my my like psychology is broken and I need to 
like have a song to whatever. Yeah, like uh, like Ozzy. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, here we go. <clears throat> Loki's fingers slip from the edge of his staff. He presumes this will be the last time he will see his adopted family. As the bridge disappears into the distance, he finds himself swirling through space-time. His Asgardian powers and his magic keep him alive in the vacuum of space just long enough to see a ship scouring through the wreckage of the Bifrost. Inside the ship, rock music plays as a blue-skinned captain gives advice to his young human protege-slash-prisoner. You see, Peter... (laughs) I can't do his voice. You see, Peter... One man's trash is quite often our treasure, and it looks like there's a lot of finer metals in this scrap heap. (laughs) So this is the story of Loki and how he gets from the Bifrost to uh, Avengers 1, to Project Pegasus, right? Right. And uh, I just just had to throw Yondu in there, uh, Yondu and Peter in there, (laughs) because why not? If If you send... Loki in the middle of space to be found. Why not have him found by them? <laughs> um, but uh, I just don't know that that matches as far as uh, as far as time and age. What do you mean? He'd be young. He wouldn't be like super young. He'd be. Mm. He it was it was like six years before. So like Peter would probably still be on the Ravager ship. I'm not saying he'd be a kid. I'm just saying he'd be like he'd still be his protege. It's like probably okay. shortly out before shortly before he goes out on his own and tries and tries to double cross Yondu with the whole looking for the uh looking for the infinity stone or whatever or the the orb in the first the, orb. the first guardians. So okay. but but that's, okay. that's 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 so just I realized the time could work so I may, I threw them in there. But they're not really the thrust of the story. That just I just had to I wanted to try to do Yondu's voice but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what you do get is is more um, he, he, you get hit to see him meeting Thanos and how he got involved with the whole Thanos clan. Uh, Ronan could also be an, a, an earlier version of Ronan could be involved. You could see some of the Korean scro- scroll situation that's been going on or like the treaty with Xandar. Maybe you could see how all that came about. Um, but you could also uh, find out that Ultron's consciousness was uh, in the Mind Stone pre-Earth, you know, like it wasn't created there, but it was like a latent consciousness that, that they installed, like we've discussed on the podcast. Um, yep. Uh, you could find out that the scrolls were involved with Project Pegasus, which makes a lot of sense uh, because the scrolls uh, are already working with Fury. Fury's in Project Pegasus. It would make a lot of sense that he, they're there working with him. And then uh, what what that could mean is that when uh, when Loki shows up on Earth, he got that he got that intel from a scroll out in space somewhere. Like they're looking for the Infinity Stones, they're looking for the Tesseract, and they're like. And they, you know, through Ronan battling scrolls or like working with Ronan somehow, he like finds out the intel he needs to give Thanos where the Tesseract is. Like, there's all kinds of cool like crossover stuff you could do. Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, and so I'm down for that. Yeah, Ron or like Ronan through fighting the scrolls could like get intel that leads Thanos to Lo- and Loki the Tesseract. Something something to that effect. Um, yeah. So you just get like hmm. maybe a glimpse of all these characters. You wouldn't have to. The story would be probably Loki's story, but like you know, 
I know they're doing a Loki series, but I don't think they're doing it. I don't <laughs> think they're doing it back in time. So the, I just, I always wanted to know how he like went from I'm falling through space to I'm leading an army of, um, Chitari, you know? <laughs> yeah. How he goes from I'm falling through space to showing up, uh, in the project Pegasus facility. Yes. And that's all we know. And I love the idea of like, what if the good guy of this story, the one that maybe Loki's like against throughout the thing is a scroll that he's been like, I don't know. He has interactions with out in space. And then that scroll story ends at project Pegasus. Like maybe he does something valiant, maybe someone that we saw in Avengers one, like do something valiant to try to help, uh, Fury escape with the with the Tesseract, may or what? No, he doesn't actually escape the Tesseract. But helping Fury and Maria Hill escape, like maybe some lab tech that was standing there, and like may, maybe he was actually doing a valiant thing when he got killed by Loki or whatever, you know? Like, and we, he maybe he jumps <laughs> in the way of something or like whatever. I don't know. I could like go back and look at the footage and see if there's somebody in there, and you could like go back and make that a scroll who you tell the story of that scroll, you know? And then he tragically dying at the hands of Loki at the end of the movie as Loki takes down Project Pegasus. What if Coulson was a scroll the whole time? <laughs> um, I feel like we might have <laughs> I feel like that that uh, might have been crossed by now with him whole the whole like Agents of Shield thing. <laughs> yeah, that one might invalidate the entirety of Agents of Shield. <laughs> that would be such a dick move. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> like, I don't know why he would go do that. Like, why would, uh, why would Feige approve that? Yeah. Or the, well, actually I can see Feige cause Feige wasn't that involved with the TV shows, but like, why would, uh, the actor who plays, <laughs> um, why would Clark Gregg yeah, be okay you, with so that? Can, yeah. Why would Clark Gregg go and do that? Like he worked on the show for 10 years or whatever. Then he's like, yeah, by the way, none of that matters. <laughs> I'm scroll the whole time. Yay. Cartwheels. <laughs> Paycheck. Um, <laughs> Continued paycheck from Marvel, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so uh, that was, that's my that's my two, um, and uh, we got your two, yeah. So that's our that's, that's our it. presentation of our ideas for backstory. Uh, we we tried to go all in on this and not just uh, kind of BS it. So hope hope you enjoyed it, Thomas. Uh, if you want to commission episodes of the podcast, um, and we, we don't have to do anything, something like this. We do commissioned episodes where like, someone's like, will you please watch this movie? That's like unrelated to the MCU and do that. Or, you know, talk about that or talk about how it relates to this or read this comic or, you know, we do, we do, we do all kinds of stuff, uh, for these commissioned episodes. And, uh, so if you're interested in commissioning, <laughs> go, go do that. Patreon.com slash MCU cast. It sounds a lot like you're asking them to like, please don't make us make things up again. Oh no 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 no! This was a, this is actually <laughs> a lot of fun. Don't make us write, please. We're bad at it. <laughs> no, <laughs> this is why we do a podcast. That definitely wasn't uh, my intent. My intent was, <laughs> I know I'm I'm not a I'm not a writer necessarily. So if uh, if this came off bad, we do do other. If you like the other stuff we normally do, we also do that for commissioned episodes. This kind of what I was getting at. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> if you didn't like this. Uh, then we also do other things. <laughs> so if you like, but if, either way, guys, uh, patreon.com slash MCU cast, you want to support the cast. And if you want to do commissioned episodes and get some swag and all those kinds of things. So yeah, thank you, Thomas, for commissioning this. Thank you for your support. We really appreciate it. And we'll probably get to some more of your commissions, uh, soon. Yeah. Um, 
All right, guys. Well, we are the MCU cast. Hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on basically all the social medias. And uh, yeah, 573CastMC if you want to call and leave a voicemail. And uh, that's about all we got for today. Peace. Until next time, true believers. (laughs) 